never give up, never surrender. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force your friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. Hi, Ramsey. Hello, Heather. How are you? Uh, I'm good. As we were just discussing, it is a truly beautiful day in New York. I'm... I, it would be hard to be in a bad mood when it's this nice out. Rare for me, I know, lately, but... <laughs> yeah, it is... It is uh... Kind of bonkers. Originally, it was going to be in the 80s. This is great. I'm dating the podcast immediately Perfect. with incorrect weather information. We- weather also. People mm-hmm. love to hear what local weather of places they don't live. But, like, it's been just back and forth, and uh, this has been a truly gorgeous day, which I'm actually going to segue into bringing our guest in immediately. Go for it. <laughs> uh, related to that, uh, with us today, we have from Freestyle Love Supreme, and a teacher and administrator of the Freestyle Love Supreme Academy from the podcast Brothers from Another Planet. Tarek Davis is here. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks I, for having me on. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I wanted to immediately apologize to you because we set this date well in advance that we made you come inside to record a podcast yeah. on the <laughs> nicest day ever. It's all good. It's all good. I got, I got to go uh, be outside a little bit. Um, so it's all good. It's very lovely out. So, uh, if this were live, I would tell you to people stop <laughs> yeah. listening and go outside. Nothing against you all, you're no. all the people, but you should go outside. <laughs> go outside like, yeah. We've had a year. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we earned that outside. We are we're finally out. allowed to take our masks out off outside if you're vaccinated. So Apparently please go that's outside. What the CDC says, yeah. <laughs> I I'm still, still scared. <laughs> Someone, one of my friends did text me and was like, is New York City a crowd? Because like that still feels like <laughs> I maybe shouldn't have my mask off. <laughs> like, right. So I was like, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like I want to know like, well, whoever set that CDC guideline, like where do you live? Like, where are you from, fam? Like, yeah. you can't be like, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania and it's cool to just take him. It's like, man, <laughs> shut up. Sit well, down. And also... How do I know who's vaccinated? <laughs> I, right. I, I don't. I can't look at you. You can look at some and like, you know, don't think of New York as the liberal progressive bastion. Like there are a lot of anti-vaxxers here yeah, as yeah. well. There are a lot of people who are just dirty. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, masks. I, I will say I'm keeping my mask for as long as I yeah. I'm going to be uh, on this planet. I'm going to go for the hands on a hard body. I'm going to be the last guy with the mask on. That's going to be my mm-hmm. move. I like masks. I, you know, I think we should have adopted it a long time ago. It's not an inconvenience. It's, no. you know, it hasn't, if that's all we had to do, considering like the magnitude and the seriousness of this. And all we had to do was like wear a mask and like, Oh, we'd be right back to the way we were like before. Right. I also uh, just haven't been sick with anything in so long that I'm like, I can't go back to that. I was sick. I got oh, cold yeah, all the time. Back. The subway's mm-hmm. disgusting. <laughs> like, it's gross. The subway is gross. And we yeah. were all just like cool with it. Like, <laughs> we were all like, there's the New York, mm-hmm. you know, the, the test to find out whether you're a true New Yorker of the empty car. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you go into the empty car uh, for the uninitiated? You know, Never. You Never. Don't. <laughs> Never. But we just let that happen. And I've seen, I like shame on me. I have been the 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 worst person in the world. Seeing like that naive, 
doe-eyed, knee-pussy <laughs> person, and like, oh, they're not, they're yep. all going in the crowded car, I'm going with the empty car. <laughs> they're two suitcases yeah. in each of their hands. And we were all like, oh, we're the smart New Yorkers in the crowded, hot air, <laughs> infecting each other. No, yeah. no. We need to change our ways. I also would just suffer if somehow I got on the wrong car or even just like a car that was too crowded, but you could see the one next to you wasn't. I will not cross between cars. I would rather suffocate on the car I'm on than risk walking between cars because I think I will die if I just do. There's I, a good chance. Ooh, yeah. There's like a good the chance. You just do that willy nilly. What kind I've of lives do they lead? <laughs> I've been that idiot. Like I've, I've witnessed. <laughs> Some of the worst aspects of mankind on the subway. <laughs> and true. now that I think back on it, I'm like, how many of those worst aspects did I participate in? <laughs> Not as many, but walking between the cars is like, you know, yeah, I did that. Like, you're giving an old lady a heart attack every time, like... Me? I'm the old lady. lady. <laughs> you have an old lady? Please don't do that. I was, I was like, ah, I... Look at me. I'm Snake Plissken. Uh, there was oh, this. This makes me miss the subway. Is I was I my office is in Times Square, and I was mm. coming home from work one day, and it was like a bunch of teens, and two teens said they weren't doing anything bad. They were being like good teens, and two. I think maybe I've told the story on this podcast. Two teens sat down across from me, and they had somehow gotten a single beer, and I was like. I'm not a cop. I'm not going to narc on you. Do you? But they were just drinking it. And so I just leaned over and gave them a koozie that I had in my purse. And I was like, this is me being a helpful New Yorker to you. Don't get a ticket on the subway. Please try to be a little more conspicuous here. Yeah. It was a community no. service for the day. Absolutely. That's, that's some of the best of mankind. The subway. <laughs> it's, you know. It's, it's a mixed bag. A, yeah. It's a mixed bag. It's, a moral, it's an electrically run moral dilemma. That's well, right. <laughs> Speaking of New Yorkers, how about Ooh. that transition? Do you want to tell us what album we're doing today? <laughs> oh sure. Um, so if I if I if I did if I brought in the right assignment, the assignment was <laughs> what was a album that meant a lot to you when you were in high school. Yep, mm-hmm. nailed right. it. <laughs> Great. I just want to make sure I did the assignment. Um, <laughs> for me, that album was uh, Tribe Called Quests. It was it was it was hard because I wasn't albums were rough for me. <laughs> I want to hear I, more. I, on I was this. like I, I I was like do I go with because like <laughs> we'll get there. I won't. I won't. <laughs> okay. But the album I brought in was uh, Tribe Called Quest Midnight Marauders. Yep. Uh, Nineteen ninety three. That was my freshman year in high school, and I would listen to it a bunch walking home from school or like walking home from football practice and on what format it's oh important. on a see uh <laughs> it was a discman it was a disc man i think i upgraded the disc man in high school love a disc man i miss it was either it was either cassette or disc man i uh, was very late to the to the disc man uh i think Tenth grade for me. Tenth grade. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I was making um, a lot of mixtapes. I'm no. gonna say because I remember. I just remember the having like, and then destroying. You know, the plastic <laughs> sleeve. That oh it yeah. Came in yeah. And like, man, I miss that. I miss <laughs> physical. I miss physically having the music. Like I was a, I was a crate digger. Oh. And, and you know, 
bands I wouldn't know. Like I sometimes I buy stuff. It was in like the dollar crate, just like on the cover art mm-hmm. or the name of a song or uh, on like the back. And I was like, oh, it's only three songs. All right, I can. If it's terrible, it's only three songs. <laughs> the excitement of like I like found some of my favorite artists ever that way. Do you have what? What is there some that stand out that you remember discovering from that dollar? There was an artist who stopped making music called Incredible Moses Leroy. We just... The, Wait, you're what? kidding the last, me. The last album we did was... Are you serious? <laughs> what the hell? So a quick visual note for the listener. At this point, I reach into my desk and pull out the VHS promo cassette for The Incredible Moses Leroy and put it on camera. That was so that would have been if you asked me like what was the album in college, that would have been the album for me in college. Holy I, shit. I he had two out he uh, he had a combination of three albums. His first I found in a crate. It was only like three or four songs. Oh my god. I was like, yo, he's taking like quotes from Birdman? What the fuck? We just did an episode about how I don't know anyone else who knows this guy, how we, I We recorded love him this episode so much. three days ago. This is insane. <laughs> I have a. I tracked down his email. I sent him a vinyl Fountain record. Fountainberry. His name is like Fountainberry, right? Ron Fountainberry. Ron Fountainberry. <laughs> this. Are you fucking kidding me? This is super, <laughs> the craziest thing that's so happened <laughs> in a very long time. We just you found his email. An hour uh, like, about this. <laughs> I don't care about tribe. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. We have sorry, to talk Heather. about this. Did he write back? Like you got to so, tell me about it. So. Uh, he he got into like co- writing music for commercials. Yeah, and uh, he had like I, he all of a sudden I was just trying to Google. I, I would Google him every once in a while, see what he was putting out, and I found oh he has like a professional website, and so I shot him an email like hey I know I'm, I'm sorry to just drop in out of nowhere. Uh, I am a huge fan, um, and I, I just wrote him a really nice email, and I said would you mind signing this for me? And he was so sweet. And he, like, checked out my website. It was, like, had me send him my comedy videos. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is insane. He is so cool. Don't <laughs> put Future love. Yes. That's right, that's best. right, that's right. Making future love tonight. That's right, that's right, that's right. Like. Yeah. All I, we I, need is beep, beep, love. Oh, man, come on. Um. Uh, Fuzzy is Fuzzy Like I know that whole album Yeah That was So for Senior year in college That was Cause I like We had the same afro And like <laughs> I wasn't trying to copy his aesthetic But it's like One of those things Where you see somebody It's like Oh I There weren't a lot of black images <laughs> You know In the late 90s Early yeah. 2000s uh that weren't and for the few like that were i guess this ties to to tribe like i vibed with tribe on a vibe way like Mm -hmm. like i always loved hip-hop but i also like was huge into jazz and everything like i i grew up in a luckily i grew up in a household where like my parents played everything Mm mm-hmm so for me, like, I was always listening for, like, the musicality of, uh, you know, whatever tickled my ear. And Tribe at the time, like, were musically just, for me, uh, like, oh, this is, 
like it was closer to jazz and i was like oh they're they're blending sounds and they're really like making a layered album and then on top of that uh it felt like family it felt like like they were around my brothers my older brother's age it felt like the dudes who i saw and like would teach me how to play football on the street yeah like that was them they sounded like q-tip sounds like people i grew up with five sounds like people i grew up with so it felt like and it felt like you know walking through my neighborhood i was like oh this is even though scotch plains new jersey and you know the boulevard of linden are <laughs> seemingly very different they weren't and so like that was a similar thing with like ron Fountainberry, the incredible moses leroy now I'm a senior in college, and I'm like, oh, I vibe with this dude. He's like, he's, uh, we, f- I, f- we f- I feel uh, like a kindred kind of thing. Like, we are um, definitely products of our environment. So, and it's all in his name. And, like, yeah. I've read interviews where he's explained his name, where he's taken, like, Moses Leroy from his grandfather's roots, but then, like, he's a comic book nerd, like, like me. So I was just like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're you're a product of your environment. You watched Birdman like I did. And you were like, <laughs> I'm going to put that in my trap. And, yes. and, like, you know, Tribe, like, you guys were listening to the boring school, like, biology, like, class films that they would show us. And you hear, like, the lady, like, in the interstitial, like, and now we were watching, like, oh, great, you're products of your environment. Anyway, I don't know if any of that made sense. No, it does. And I feel like we we talk a lot about on this podcast. I, I really love specificity in lyrics. And I think you actually hit on part of the reason I love that is I tend to love like specificity in lyrics when it's things that I relate to versus not. Like a band we did recently, they're like, you know, we've covered uh, this band I love, the Menzingers. They're from Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is not far from where I grew up. And so it's like all of their references in their songs are like, bridges I've crossed, roads I've been on, venues I've gone to. And so it's like, to your point, like it's, I'm from this world and it it makes such a difference that you like, you just relate on a different level, I think, than something that's a little more surface level. Totally. There's a, there's a rapper who uh, I know from the Netherlands called Pete Philly. If you heard him, you never listened to him before. You would be like, oh, this is a dude from Philly. His name is Pete Philly. (laughs) He's a Dutch dude from Amsterdam. What if I just pulled out another album of Pete Philly? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like dropping like the most obscure just to see. Like just to see what happens. Uh, but he, he has a, a lyric where he says this, you know, this music isn't for everyone. This music is for you. And I love that. For me, like that's always been kind of my, like, as an artist, like anybody who's like, oh, you're making this for you. Like if you it was just you in the basement you'd be grooving to this and you don't need anybody. And that's what I like. I like that kind of appeal. And I always felt that, I always felt that way with Q-Tip and Fife and Quest um, and Ron Fountainberry. Like, <laughs> I'm so, I like the fact that he wrote you back, he, he got you an autograph. Like I've been trying to find who like i knew he like the last i saw an article he was like yeah he's making commercials and it was like from 2010 or something i get it though i get like he was like yo i gotta make this i gotta make this money yeah but i feel yeah. like his last album something the soft lights soft that, yeah that's the album we recorded yeah yeah um and i have that one too and that was when i was in amsterdam and uh mm-hmm. it's a great album too and like 
he he's making shifts, he's making moves, and then he just stopped. It's like all my favorite. There were like a few groups that like they're two albums and they're done and they're all my favorite. Like another one <laughs> to answer your old was like a group called Dakota Moon. Hmm. No one knows who Dakota Moon <laughs> is. I but you would know uh so you know Garth Brooks, yeah? Yep. Yes. So Garth Brooks <laughs> did uh you know, Garth Brooks went crazy on everybody in the late nineties and became Chris Gaines. <laughs> he oh, sure did. I, iconic. <laughs> yep. Iconic. <Not> <laughs> It's like it's one, it's a boss level move. Absolutely, that more people need to repeat. Like, just being be in your genre, and especially if it's a conservative genre, and just be like, "But guess what? Guess what? I, guess what? I'm emo now. Guess what? I'm emo now. I lost a bunch of weight. I got a soul patch. You've seen my hairline before. Check right. this out. Check yeah. this out. And like, people bought it. It's like, yeah. of course. No one would get Clark Kent with Superman because it's just the bossest move ever. Yeah. Like, say something. And no one's going to say anything. No. Anyway, so I bring up Chris Gaines because he covered a lot of the songs on the Chris Gaines album. I didn't oh. buy it. I just oh. know this. Don't ask me how. He covered a lot of songs from my the group that I liked called Dakota Moon. Got it. And they were an all-black, like... It wasn't R&B. It wasn't country. It was like walk in a line and i was like oh this is different but they can all really sing and like um it was like yeah i was trying to do boys to men but it was like yeah but what are them black guys in dakota up to <laughs> and like <laughs> products of their environment right so go. they came out with two albums uh we all know Narls barkley mm-hmm. like what happened yeah Oh yeah, what <laughs> what did happen? Yeah, they were crushing it for two years. <laughs> yeah, Nobody was that... making music like that, and then like that was huge. That song. Yeah, crazy was huge. Yeah, and then they the second album was like it wasn't as huge, but like they had some bops, and I was like, this is all right. This is my group. They're trying something new. Are you maybe cursed? <laughs> maybe you like hmm. it's one album and done. <laughs> it's one and done. Like if I'm like, yo, this is my shit. <laughs> and, and tribe is sadly like probably the the as a group they have the most longevity and like they definitely have a but like around the time i discovered dakota moon was the time we kind of broke up and stopped touring which was like mm-hmm. 99 you know five five dog r.i.p uh had so many health issues that he was honest about and that like they were so honest in midnight marauders uh, about everything. Well, and I did have a question with that. Is this your entry point with Tribe, or did like were you like anticipating this album, or did you just come in at this album? It's half and half. Like all my friends had like their prior album, mm-hmm. and I heard it. I listened to it a lot. I loved it. I watched the videos, but this was like I didn't. I didn't own it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think my brother did, and I heard it, but I didn't own it. And it was the 90s where you had to physically own a thing. To 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 it. It. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, you would, that, like, music videos were huge, watching music yeah. videos. Like, um, videos. because when it came to radio, we weren't, it's not that it was a no rap house, but, like, it was my mom and dad's radio, and like, it was mostly, like, yeah. You know, smooth jazz or like, 
you know, for like when they were just like trying to like not, <laughs> not be angry at the state of the world. So like, yeah, tribe, like high school was like, I'm also more independent. I'm also, yeah. I'm like leaving and going the house, like uh, from the house. So like I get to kind of set what I'm listening to. And so that yeah. album was like my first, like, okay, I can sit down and listen to this again and again, uninterrupted and uninterrupted. And I mean, there's, there is some sort of freedom too to listening to it on headphones, like on a Disman or a Walkman or whatever, where you're like, I, this is, I, no one is listening to me. Listen to this music. I have my own independence here. Right. And I feel like those albums, at least for me, like that I came to when I was like able to listen to music on my own for the first time are the ones that I'm still like, yep, these ones, even though it, they may be cheesy, they may be whatever for when I was like 13, 14, 15, they're the ones still the ones that I'm like, oh, this is the best album. This is the most important you, album to me. <laughs> you are a part of that album. Exactly. Right. And I would even go, with, like, even if you would, someone would be like, ah, this is cheesy. Like, the amount of effort that went into music in that age. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really, like, to me, this is like, yeah, it may be it's going for a certain demographic. It's going for a certain vibe. Like, even something like like New Kids on the Block, right? That's a lot of talent on that stage. Like, I remember clowning them when I was a kid, but I look at them now as a grown man. I'm like, those young cats are trying it their best. And, yeah. And they're doing it. Like, it's, and the audio engineers. So you listen to that, um, you listen to stuff from that era, and it's just like, yeah, this is all intentional. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that hits. That hits with me. Even if they, if, what whatever band you want to fill in the blank with here was manufactured in a studio they were still chosen because they were very talented yeah. and right. they're doing their thing as right. the kids these days are saying industry plants that's, industry that's, plants. that's but this a was lot also, of bands y'all yeah and this wasn't there wasn't a you know social media wasn't the thing it was mm-hmm. you know people are going for a certain look and they are going for a certain sound yeah. but like that's also a huge swath of people. And so the ones who are selected are nine times out of 10, very oh good at what they do. Yeah. Is there anything else you should tee up before we get into the album? I mean, I can't think of anything. Like it was, it's fine. Uh, it'll come up. <laughs> it'll come up like every, like, uh, like every song in that track from memory. Like I, I listened <laughs> to it again recently. Cause I knew I was going to talk about it, but like from memory, when it hit me, I was just like, Hmm. Uh, you know, like they're talking about things that like I was trying to still wrap my head around. Yeah. Because I'm a freshman in high school. Right. So I'm not like, <laughs> I certainly wasn't like, um, you know, that like at a social level, like dating women and like figuring this all out. Like I'm still football and homework and like trying to you know, wear clothes that like, you know, uh, I'm like figuring out what my own personal style is. So like, yeah. Um, but there were like political things that were talking about like, oh, Q-tips, you know, um, you know, them bringing up the N word. Like, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of, you know, I was on on the fence on that one. <laughs> and I was and, like, and- oh, and Q-tips on the fence, and he's talking yeah. about being on the fence, and oh, okay. And I mean, back to your point of just like seeing yourself reflected in the music that you're listening to. Yeah. 
But I just, I really just wanted to hang out with Tribe. So it was like, also that too. It was just like, they get to hang out with Buster. And <laughs> they're all in the same studio. And just like, clowning around. And uh, Fife, like, I just thought Fife was hilarious. Well, and who, so actually, that's a great question. Because so I think I'm a little younger than you are. So what, like, who were their peers, like, at the time of this album? Who was, like... At the time of this album, so like 93, mm-hmm. this is a very interesting time in hip-hop. <laughs> so The Chronic dropped in, what, 95? I can Google. <laughs> Sounds right. So the West Coast hadn't really burst into the scene. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's still... Party, party hip-hop, hip-hop is still, still very, very popular. Okay. And helpful context. Chronic was 92. So oh, same time as this, oh. but, De- but December of '92. December of '92. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally wrong. Hold on. So that was when I was in middle school. Yeah. No. All right. So yeah, this is around the time that um. <laughs> really struggling. Is, I'm like really I trying. I told you I'm this like, wasn't going to be a image. quiz, and now I'm like <laughs> quizzing you. <laughs> it's quizzing. I'm like it's not a quiz. Uh, and now I'm like pressing on my third hat. Um, <laughs> so yeah. This is a yeah. So this is a very pivotal time. This is more formula than I thought. <laughs> so I have to like paint the picture, please, <laughs> of what I look like in high school. <laughs> I would, if you were to see me, like so. My hair is kind of similar. I had like a box fade. Okay. Um, I was the, I was the the preppy kid in school. So I was like, okay. I look like uh a fifth member of Boys to Men. I like, wore like <laughs> denim shorts with like denim button up shirt and a tie. Uh, I just didn't have a cane. Okay. <laughs> you were constantly no, I hanging under- out at the crossroads. Yeah, I, uh, no, wrong band. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's uh, Bone, Bone Thugs. Oh man. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, oh wait, but didn't you see Boys to Men with me, Ramsey? Yeah, we saw them after a Mets game. At a Mets what? game. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all like... Hanging out with all my heroes, exchanging emails, going to see them, and like. Well, I love Boys to Men, and my senior year of high school, which was 2002, so not at all peak Boys to Men by any stretch of the imagination. My friend and I petitioned to get Water Runs Dry to be our prom theme in the year 2002, and we got it. <laughs> which also is not even a good prom song. It's really sad. It's very sad, but... Um, well, I think we were, we were just like, let's do a thing. So good. But that makes sense that that's more what I was listening to in, like, the early 90s, because I was in mid- a middle school girl, and I was like, I, th- I love this. This is These are wonderful that, songs. They were wonderful songs. It's also what... I mean, everyone was listening to that. Like, so yeah. you had SW. Like, so there was, there was the hip hop scene, which was trying to. There, that was, I would say, in that moment, was in a moment of flux, and I, I got it off by years. But yeah, the chronic dropped in '92. Yeah. And the reason that I bring that up is because that it didn't introduce. I hate the term gangster rap, but it introduced like that harder flavor. Yep. In mm-hmm. hip hop. So before that, you had like Kid and Play and Heavy D. Got it. And and in between that, you had the bridge of like Big Daddy Kane, who was like, who was 
hard, but also like was also in the New Jack Swing era. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, so funny because I don't really have much of a frame of reference for that. But in my head, I pictured him in like a very an oversized suit, which I don't know if that is correct or not. He like I mean, he wore like he, yeah. did, he was a snazzy dresser in like wore okay. suit like so like because he's coming out of the eighties into the nineties with yeah. like shoulder pads and like, <laughs> but like so, it was changing. Hip hop was changing, and more people. Yep. The aesthetic was becoming closer to. Like NWA, mm-hmm. like that started to take over, and then like the East kind of retali- retaliated with their like, all right, well this is our gritty shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so for me, I like Tribe was kind of a, uh, it's like I love that stuff, but it wasn't my immediate. That wasn't my immediate yeah. experience. That was like my grandmother lived in Newark. I lived next to Plainfield, New Jersey. I saw hard shit. I had to avoid some hard shit. But for the most part, I was okay. Like, in that sense. Like, I had choices that some of my cousins didn't have. Sure. Tribe, to me, was like, felt like the line that I was straddling. Of like, oh, yeah. And like, they talk about it in the music. Like, you, I wouldn't consider Q-Tip, Fife, Shahid, any of those dudes, um, soft. But, like, they're, as they say in the album, it's like, yeah, we're not, you know. And then it was like, you know, they would be called, I guess, granola hip-hop, which I hate, or backpack pop. But they I've would never just heard like, that phrase know, before. That's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's um, but they would, you know, cause, because they weren't, you know, uh, they weren't the other thing. Yeah, well, and that's interesting, because I think, I don't have a ton of experience with Triumph. Certainly heard them throughout my life but you know like I think I would have had to seek it out at that time and I think uh, that's just I didn't um but I wouldn't have known where to put them like if I would there you were like what category did they go in I definitely wouldn't have known so that actually makes me feel better is that like people kind of didn't know where to put them even at the time so they made up this term of like this is what they are right uh which is I mean but that was and it's such a like early 90s hip-hop is such a weird um Remember Arrested Development? Yeah. Like, where would you yeah. put them? Like, that was like 91, 92 mm-hmm. as well. And, um, like, their songs were just as big. Yeah. But that, that aesthetic wasn't marketed as much. Right. Uh, and, like, you know, uh, but it was, I don't know, it's, it's strange. Because um, you had shows like A Different World that were very much in that vein, but then Tupac appears in different world. And so I get all of it to me is just a stronger indication of like one black people are not a monolith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always been as three dimensional as uh, we have been. It's more of the gaze of media of like yep. what seeps in. <clears throat> right. Right. And um, for me, it was like, yo, tribe is just the thing that I can rock with. Yeah, but yeah. I had friends at the time who were like, on the who were like all about that West Coast sound. Yeah, um, Ramsey, I'm gonna this. I forgot to we forgot to tee this up. Uh, one of the parts of our podcast is we'll look at the album art. I mean, look at that. Co- I mean that that cover. I fell in love with it. I'm still in love with it. That's really cool. Yeah, it's That's- just like I wanted to be like I. I I remember, like, it hit me. 
much later than it should have that like oh they didn't all take that photo at the same time um like oh you mean that it's like their heads photoshopped yeah the heads, yeah like <laughs> yeah, i was yeah. like i knew it was photoshopped but i was like oh but they're all hanging out <laughs> um it's yeah it's uh it's kind of a weird average of uh like the number of faces on sergeant peppers and meet the beatles mm. like it's got kind of both of those things at mm-hmm. the same time here yeah uh, what's, what's around the border there? I can't quite make that out. I have, so who are you? So what? Ninety three. I don't know what like how what the age difference is, but like what what were you guys? What were y'all listening to in ninety three? Oh God, in ninety three. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, probably like oh no, I'm thinking of things that are even later. In ninety three, I was probably still listening to whatever my parents listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in 93, I would have been nine. <laughs> okay. So definitely still like a kid kid. Granted, I got into my own music like pretty early. Um, I was obsessed with MTV. And I was probably already watching MTV at that time and like just watching whatever was on there. And it was probably shortly thereafter that that I would have been like, getting things from like BMG and Columbia music and just like getting to that was my version of the dollar bit is like scamming the, you know, the, the like promos to get as many CDs as possible. Um, but at that point I would have just been listening to whatever was on MTV, like pretty non-discriminate for genre at that point. Um, eventually I went the punk and emo route though in high school. That was my vibe. (laughs) Okay. Nice. What about you, Ramsey? Uh, I, I was very much the listen to whatever my parents were listening to. Um, I grew up in a valley where we only got a couple radio stations, <laughs> and we didn't says have. There's no radio in this town. <laughs> there's very, there really weren't, <laughs> and we didn't have MTV. So my exposure Races was. Races in the air, you say? <laughs> yeah, like basically. <laughs> so it pictures Ramsey's hometown uh-huh. in the '90s. <laughs> Yeah, so we yeah, we'd, we'd put the, the try to get the wireless humming and uh uh it, so at this time I probably was listening to my probably Garth dad's Brooks. Garth Brooks CDs <laughs> and the one the, the one album I was not allowed to listen to that my dad owned was uh Heavy D and the Boys. Heavy D. Mhm. Heavy D. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy D like He's too adult for me. <laughs> Okay. Heavy D was. Oh no no no! We have to give you context though. Ramsey also cried at Green Day Dookie, so. I was just swear. So his dad might have been right. But like Heavy D was another like he like he peer of of tribe, but totally different. Like, um, you know, I believe Heavy D. I don't know if Heavy D was from Brooklyn. I know he's definitely New York sound, but like Chub Rock, Heavy D, Tribe, uh, Kid and Play. Like I know, yeah, he's I'm from, from Mount like, Vernon. He's from Westchester. Mount Vernon, um, like Rakim, oh. Eric B. Uh, like Tribe was to me like coming out of like that the old like they were uh, De La Soul. Mm-hmm. De La Soul is probably the closest. A peer of tribe in terms of like sound and I also love De La uh, but they to me they were all coming out of that like not party but like philosopher rap like these are these are like the thinkers like they are yeah. 
the thinkers and the tankers. And uh, <laughs> and then you had Heavy D, who was like just as adept intellectually, but was a party rapper. Like you heard his music, and it was like, nah, this is we got on the dance floor, and right. um, there were a lot of house like beats to his and and his moves as well. Anyway, I don't want to give a history lesson hip hop. No, this is great. Also, though, I got really distracted because I opened up Heavy D's Wikipedia page and got distracted. The fact that he was in the movie The Cider House Rules (laughs) seems very random. He was a really good actor. R.I.P. Heavy D. Was he in... He was in lots of things because it only calls out that one movie. (laughs) He... There's a movie... There's a movie with Tim Allen where Heavy D plays, like, this FBI agent, and he's brilliant in it. Hmm. And, uh... He was like heavy. You would see Heavy D in like you know, um, the nineties. I take it back. Uh, what I said about there weren't too many black images. There were tons of black images in the nineties. Living single, Martin, um, a different world, and living color. Um, see the CW and UPN. Um, you know, there were a whole bunch of these black television shows that were incredible. Um, that spawn shows like friends. Um, <laughs> it's a damn shame. Um, yes. But uh, Heavy D would frequent these shows and like was just a delightful, charismatic actor. You know, that's somebody. Now I scroll down and there's a million, but I don't know why they. Ex- like, why that? Like, so many of these other things seem irrelevant. I don't know why they called out Cider House I rules. Think maybe that's the only Oscar one. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But there's a movie he did. Uh, I can't remember the one he did with Tim Let's Allen. See. He's like uh, only Tim Allen movie I can think of is the Santa Claus. Oh, oh come <laughs> on! I, 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 I think, think Tim, Tim Allen's, Allen's horrible, horrible, but, but he, he Galaxy Quest is up there. It's like oh, I've never yes. seen Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. that was that was the intro I used today. Was from Galaxy Quest. Oh, no wonder oh, I didn't what know what happening? it was. <laughs> the, when I said never give up, never surrender. Yeah, I always just pick a random thing. Wow. Um, we're, just, we're just doing heralds. We're just doing we're heralds. Just doing heralds, everybody. The group mind is That's right. real. And um, <laughs> let's play this album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, let me make sure I'm not on shuffle. Great. Here we go. This is a fun setup. <laughs> I like this. I love it. The background music is perfect for this type of thing. <laughs> I'm curious what the singles were off this album, too. Oh, so... Definitely Electric Relaxation. Probably the biggest hit from this song. Um, Oh, yeah. The singles were Award Tour, Electric Relaxation, and Oh My God. Oh My God. Best of the Rhymes chorus. Oh My God! Mm. It's Oh My God! (laughs) Like, you heard that, and, like, your your hair stood up on its end. Um, Lyrics to go. So, 
a big part of this show is is my ignorance of music. Yeah. And um, is is can I kick it by tribe? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay. Oh, phew. Okay. I believe it's so. I mean, um, Google is your friend. <laughs> it is. Google. I I googled it for you real quick. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I, I never know what if I if it's cheating if I do uh, research in advance. I, I yeah I'm the Googler on the podcast. It apparently. is. It is. I have to double check though myself because Tribe is is it's it's four members, but as we see from the album cover, it's such an expansive. Um, like so many people would come. Yeah. In. Like um, almost collective like, or is that an overstatement? Yeah. And it's okay. definitely it's definitely like for the most part. Fife and Q-Tip, and Buster is like the official other member uh, who you'll hear on the track more often. But sometimes, like I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, can I kick it?" I know Q-Tip and Fife are on that, but is that like is that somebody else's collaboration? Um, In terms of, so I'm I'm hearing tons of samples. I think mm -hmm. is that fair to say? Like, is this? pretty early in that area or is like is that pretty well established in terms of I'd say this is like by the time this came out it was still others were saying I mean sampling has been happening since kind of almost since hip hop yeah um so it was like already a a well a well grooved in kind of like art form at this point but there was still room for like oh i've never heard that before like just hearing like the beginning of that like that track with the automatic old school um almost like 60s you know uh it, every time it when i can't the only way i can describe it or define it is like it reminds me of in school like when you're learning to play an <laughs> instrument and like your teacher's too bit too busy to tell you or too lazy and then you play a film and you hear like it's like this was made in like the 60s for like <laughs> you <laughs> you're teaching me the same thing you just inherited this, just inherited this. <laughs> but yeah here like the, they incorporated some different sounds in Midnight Marauders and uh <laughs> my I didn't even notice we're in a new song yeah that was, I, I do love a transition where I can't even tell. Yeah. Okay, so like, this was the first single. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to Keep the... Wow, Mar- Mario Andretti. <laughs> I forgot that name. <laughs> Right. Sorry, I'm just on Wikipedia now, and I forgot. I think in my brain I somehow knew that Michael Rappaport was somehow tied to this band, he and he a, directed he their documentary. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know why yeah. that was in my brain, but I saw that, and I was like, why did I know that? Michael Rappaport is a tweeter. complicated man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Most recently, yeah, I just yeah. saw him trolling an AOC live stream. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He was and like here's the th- like Michael Rappaport. 
I've grown up with guys like him, and it's just like mm. he's that. You know, only way I can describe he's like you know that white dude that came up in New York during that time <laughs> in the city, like in New York, like yeah. That's a specific kind of like. <laughs> like it it, it's hard for me to classify, but I will say if I'm in a fight. I do want that white person on my side. It's understandable. And they not me, like not me who won't. They will be like. Yeah, not me who won't go through train cars. I'm I'm leaving the fight. I'm going to. But I'm you going home. Helpful. You gave me like a tea cozy when I was in the subway. That's true. Subway. That's true. I will be helpful. <laughs> yeah. But better. granted, I came up in like basement and punk shows. So if a if a fight breaks out in a basement show. I'll be helpful there because that's my scene. <laughs> oh, see, it's all just about your the scene you're in. I'm just gonna somehow trip <laughs> and hurt myself before it starts. Um, I'm not trying to fight anybody either. No, <laughs> I'm too old to fight anyone. It just sounds like I'm gonna. I get hurt sleeping sometimes. I can't get in a fight. Mm. Fights are too much energy. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. Really- we, we've all accepted new kids in the block and their talent now. Like, we've yeah. moved on. Yeah. We've grown up. <laughs> yeah. There's room in our hearts. There's room in our hearts. Oh, God. For new kids on the block. <laughs> N-K-O-T-B. Um, more yeah, of an insane person. album is just about sitting and listening. Like, it's designed to sit down and listen to. Which I do love that, too. Like, I am a big headphones while walking person, so I do... That's probably, like, my favorite way to, like, soak in an album, if you will. So I feel like I that makes sense that that's how you were listening to this album a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Is this something you go back to regularly now? Um, I don't go back to that. I go back to certain songs. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the songs will be in rotation, but I haven't. Like I, not until recently, just because I knew we were going to talk about it, I hadn't sat and listened to the whole album in a long time. Because I had yeah. like played it out. Right. Like you, you can just call it up whenever you need yeah. to. Um, it's very hard for me to go back to an album that like, after I've like, I sat with this way too many times. And probably a very specific time of life. Kind of like I, like. Right. Like the the albums I was listening to on repeat at sixteen don't exactly hit the same way when I'm in my mid thirties. No, I make. I a still new, love them, but yeah, I make a new playlist every year, uh, and I listen to that playlist for that year, and then it's very oh. hard to go back because you're yeah. in that year, you're in that moment, and yeah. even then it's just like, all right, I was listening to this six months ago. I'm a very person yeah. <laughs> I'm a totally different person. Mm-hmm. More so in the past year than any other year, but... Absolutely. Is, is this your Would favorite you... Tribe album? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's... it's. Hold on. <laughs> Their last album, I got personally angry that they didn't... <laughs> um, Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say you got personally angry they did it? No, no, that they oh. didn't. That they didn't. Um, they didn't win anything from it. Oh, I um, yeah, I completely past, misheard you. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Fife passed away, mm-hmm. and had recently passed away, and so I remember um. hearing like 
we're coming out with this album. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to do this? And Fife's on it. Oh. Um, and it's just like, this is like um, 2016. Yeah. And uh, it was just, uh, I think, well, I mean, I'm looking at my phone now. I just want to see what it's called. Yeah. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I'm a grown man and I was listening to that, like this album hits on a different level. And it's like, I grew up with these guys. Mm-hmm. They're still just as good, if not better. They There's a very similar sound. They take a lot of sounds from this album and bring it to this album. Yeah. If you're paying attention. If you're not paying attention, you won't catch it. But if you are, it's like, oh, they're just similar, like background, background choruses that they're using. And um, I got Does really angry like that good- it kind of just came and went. And I was like, this is a revolutionary album. And like, people were just listening to bullshit. <laughs> and and Q Tip, I think he got really he went online and I think he berated like it was just like they didn't get, even get nominated and it was one of the best albums, if not the best album. Of wow. Yeah, I'm looking. Is it one that? Sorry, go ahead. Did it? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, did, no. Uh, did it? Did it feel like a goodbye? Like was it one that was like meant to be almost like a capper? It was definitely a, a good. I mean, because Fife's gone, so. Right, yeah. There's so many, there are tribute songs to Fife. Mm. And it's definitely, and like Buster Rhymes comes in basically as another member That's officially cool. because that voice is gone. But you right. realize like one, there's still strong, it's still a strong group even though Fife is missing, but Fife missing is the heart of Tribe. And this is an album that like does that dance. Yeah. And so if it's a goodbye, it's like a satisfying goodbye. It's I love that. That as it is. Yeah, uh, it looks like they were only nominated for Beats Rhyme and Life for Best Album. Yeah. And they lost to Fuji's. <sighs> Which, I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, Fuji's was great. Like, I was listening to Fuji's in high school, too. There's another contemporary. Lauren yeah. Hill was hard to compete with. Yeah. Um, but I listen, I come back to tribe songs. I don't come back to Fuji songs that often. Hmm. That's fair. Well, and what, what would you say you spend time listening to now, like, current day? Um, now, I, like I said, I, I listen to these. I make these mixes. Yeah. Uh, and they're mostly filled with new music. Um, I'm whatever, like, I try to listen to keep my ear to what's going on today. And if it's a dope song, I collect it. And, like, that's how I find out about new artists. There's some new artists out here who I'm like, oh, are very interesting to me. Uh, Chica. Um, Genesis. Uh, Genesis Owatsu, I think I'm saying his name. Um, there's some people who are like, oh, this music is dope, they're making. Who's rapping here? Is this still Q-Tip? That's Q-Tip. Okay. Yeah, that's Q-Tip has a very... 
And the bend descending mean the bend did the better. The skipper done the bend is independent manner. Like that kind of high pitch, but still smooth. Yeah. And uh, Fife is a bit harder, right? Like, uh, and funny. Like, Fife is funny. Like, um, but this whole album, man, it's just like, uh, and yeah, I remember hearing the song, and I was like, I'm on. You know, even now it brings up like, oh, we're in mixed company. You can't be saying this this word. Um, and like, yeah, like it was kind of this album was kind of my like Boys to Men wasn't super political. No. Um, <laughs> Tribe was political. Daylight were political. Um, they were talking about how they actually felt about stuff, and it was like, okay. You know, my friends were, they were dumb. Like, we were, like, uh, <laughs> Everyone's um, friends were dumb in high school. <laughs> yeah, uh, like my parents would have political conversations. But, you know, you, as a what, 14 year old, I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Yeah. But no, we, hear, and, hear. Yeah, we've, ca- we've talked about this a little before when we did. Um, I feel like that album for me was Rage Against the Machine when I was like, 12 13 similarly where like same thing like my parents are political my dad more specifically but like i was like i don't know what that any of this means and then i was like oh we're mad about things okay yeah. <laughs> all right yeah um uh another uh what's the, the wolf pack do you know that band what was no. that i'm sorry wolf pack v u l f it sounds familiar, but yeah. no, I, I don't think I do. They're just like a a, a funk band. They're okay. Really I listen to all that. They they come up with a lot of good stuff. I'm so I'm like jumping in from your current questions to your past questions. Please. <laughs> no. Whoever like hits me, I'm like who? Cool, no, <laughs> no uh, I love it. You're you're, you're the uh, you're like Dr. Manhattan. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm in different <laughs> I'm in different locations and space and time. <laughs> um, and I mean I. To be fair, I asked about new bands because I'm not great on new bands, and so I'm I'm always curious what people are listening. I like I know some. Uh, it's not honestly f- for my job. We have to work with a lot of like young musicians, and I'm like I don't know who half these people are. I should be better at this. Yeah, <laughs> but I am not the target demo. So uh, there's a band called. Um, I found them. A f- like randomly found them. I think a friend recommended them uh, last year. Young Gun Silver Fox. Mm. Man, that whole album. Now that was an album that like, I haven't really listened to albums in a while. And I bought like, I listened to one song of theirs and I was like, all right. Let Wait, me listen it's an old guy and a young guy? That's the young band? Gun, oh. Young Gun Silver Fox. I love it. I just That's Googled fantastic. it. The cover is incredible. Uh, they are incredible. They got a song called Kids. Just listen to Kids. It's just like, um, <laughs> but I bought that whole album and that whole album is a vibe that came out last year. Um, I'll, leave. I'll leave that tab open. I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fan of like bands that sound like, oh, this was a, is this a band from the 70s? No, oh. no, they're just making music right now. I also just like a band that clearly doesn't take themselves too seriously if that's what they're naming their band. Like, I, 
I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Young Gun and Silver. Like, you can take your music seriously without taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, exactly. I want to know, like, that, that band has got a story. Like, yeah. how'd y'all get together? Yeah, how did Why you make yeah. yeah, and they this the whole album's like, wait, is this Earth on Fire? Wait, is this the Doobie <laughs> Brothers? Wait, is this, hmm. like, they are going. They're going places, and I love it. All right. Uh, and he sings this is another dude, Corey Wong. Wait, also, I'm sorry. Now I'm obsessed with this band because it says their debut <laughs> album is called West End Coast because one of them is from London and one of them is from California. Holy moly. I love it. I love it. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's a good time. It's a good yeah. time, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, I recently, a weird, I, I became friends with somebody who I was listening to for a long time. And then, like, that's fun. Friends. So that was like, uh, it's got Julian Villard. Mm. You know? No. I'd been, he was another one. Like, I was buying his albums. And I was like, if I buy your album, like, you, you you're in a, you you're in a niche. You have, yeah. And, uh, and then we just like randomly through Mutual Fan, like, uh, became, Came buds. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know we had the same friend. And I was like, I had to tell him, I was like, you know, I listened to like your albums. Like, oh, uh. I was like, yeah, man, your shit's good. See, you're, I feel like I should be better at that because I sometimes become friends with the musicians I like. And I think I just pretend I've never heard of them before. <laughs> I'm just like, who are you? Yeah. We can't like, be like I'm, that. I'm just too awkward. It's not like I'm trying to be cool. I'm just like, I don't want to be like, I love you. <laughs> no, it's about, I feel like we, like, after that year we had, like, I got to let you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't know what happens tomorrow. I might just t- start telling people I love them now. That <laughs> pre-pandemic, Heather, who yeah. knows? <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. Everybody loves a compliment. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Music. Did you ever get to see Tribe Live? I never did. I never did like um, 99 like I was out on my own like pretty much and yeah. they had broke up <laughs> and I was yeah. like oh yeah um, and then like they you know uh, it was it's one of those sad things I never got to see them perform live I wish I did what, was it just a golf from 99 to 2016 when that last one came out or just little things here and there pretty much a golf yeah, 98, and then nothing till 2016. Wow. Yeah. Granted, in that time, they were working, it looks like, like on a lot of other people's albums, but right. individually, right. obviously, not as a group. But And that's kind of the, the film that Michael Rappaport made is kind of about that. It's kind of about oh, okay. what, what happened with this group. And, you know, yeah. in, in this combination of Fife being sick, and Q-Tip was another... Um, very handsome, charismatic performer, and then like made it in the films and um, and Fife was like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm five foot, you know. He talks about like I, uh, I'm the height of uh, Muggsy Bowes and like look in the dark as a hockey puck. Like so, they're like image things and like it. I can imagine that causing not friction, but just being like a, all right, well there goes the good looking guy getting success, and I'm dealing with my illness and. Yeah. Um, sad. He was brilliant. Fife was brilliant. They broke for This is Fife. 
I can definitely hear the difference now. What's this track called? This one is We Can Get Down. And this is kind of like, yeah, like, we can get down. Like, we're not, we ain't scared of nobody. Like, we may, you know, be talking about stuff in, like, in a different way. But, like, don't get it twisted. So, I'm curious, was this, like, how popular was this album, like, in the culture at this time? Very popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this the breakout one for them? Or had they already... This might be the breakout it? album. Um, yeah. This is, like, the album, I think, put them on the map. Um, yeah, I would say so. It was this album. I mean, it was, you saw the cover everywhere. Uh, you heard, like, the Wayans brothers took electric relaxation and made it part of their theme song. Oh. I probably know it then. Yeah, if you yeah. ever watch that show and it starts yeah. over with the dun, 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 and then yeah. that cuts, then it cuts to electric relaxation. You okay. have to sell. Uh, you set command. Um, it was, yeah, this was definitely a huge album. It yeah. put Busta Rhymes on the map. Um, and like, they recorded this in one of their grandma's basements. That's awesome. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned some friction with your friends in terms of like tastes a little bit uh well it was um i don't know it's like weird i have to paint the picture of like where i grew up in jersey it's just like uh i grew up in this town scotch plains that was it's like a working class like white italian neighborhood the neighborhood i grew up in everyone was black so you got like you got to hold those two thoughts. Like this is a white yeah, right, neighborhood. Right. The neighborhood I grew up in, everyone was black. Um, and then you like all integrate in the same high school, and identity like for in the '90s for black youth, from my point of view, was if you were growing up in the suburbs. You, there was some flux because, you know, um, there's a mis- common mistake that, like, you know, growing growing up in the suburbs, you aren't in as as much immediate danger as those who are growing up in harder neighborhoods. And to some extent, that's true. And to some extent, like that thought causes more danger. <laughs> mm, right. Um, and and then like you know so an identity a lot of identity is also about protection and, yeah. and like how you survive and so um one of the like privileges that like you know i definitely was able to be like 
I have the choice, like I alluded to earlier, that some of my cousins didn't have, like, I'm going to choose this vibe. And I'm not yeah. going to worry too much that, like, people are going to try to beat me up because I'm going to choose this vibe. They may say shit, but I can also, I also got good hands. I can also deal with, like, I got an older brother, like, I got friends, like, um, I don't know if I'm making sense, but, like, Nope. For some of my other friends, though, growing up in the same neighborhood, I wouldn't know. I don't know if they felt they had a choice, or but I like as we grew older, like there was some divergence. There was like yeah. you know, I was like, all right, I'm I'm about school. I'm about I'm doing theater. I'm doing choir. I'm not playing football anymore. Yeah. Like I made some right. very divergent choices that the rest of my friends were like. What the fuck is you doing? And I was like, this is me. Yeah. And I felt safe enough to make those choices, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. But I also have to acknowledge at the same time, my friends did not. So it's either that there was a screw loose with me, uh, how I was particularly raised by my parents, a combination of everything. But I tribe like i was all about like oh tribe is opening the door what's behind this other door yeah and then i had a very good friend had like some very good friends who were like just like i'm choosing other doors right yeah it's like um i don't know if any of that made sense no it, i mean it does no, it and i mean i think you know i i feel like that's the case for everyone in high school, but then significantly more nuanced specifically for someone black growing up in a most, you know, mostly white community or, you know, and having some opportunities afforded to you, but not all of them. So I think it, it's, it's, it is just like the kids you grew up with in high school, you, you, you have very little, um, what's the word I want? Um, you don't have a lot of, uh, control over the, like what your life is until you get to a certain point And then you can, maybe pick some things if you have the opportunity to choose those things it's kind of what i feel like you're saying <laughs> kind of yeah i mean i mean it's i'm alluding to that it was but it's also uh i definitely had the the thing to me to me that was my personal revelation that came to me specifically in high school was the power of my choice yeah the limited field of choices yeah um and that has been for me my like the battle my whole life of like oh you give me an option between a b and c all right i'll choose e um <laughs> like i've been doing that my whole life it's like how i've uh and you know for you know and for my black friends like have them same limited choices and some of my white friends had more choices but both yeah. were like wait you chose e <laughs> so for me it's like it goes a little bit beyond not just the racial paradigm oh, yes. that i grew up you're in, just pushing like, further yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, also, yeah i was just that also an all, i feel like i was just an oddball as well it's just like fair enough no that makes sense economic backgrounds was like wait there was an e and i was like <laughs> we could just do e dog. yeah <laughs> just, i just wrote it in yeah. <laughs> We did another hair <laughs> 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 
Um, but yeah, that's the, like it would, but like the racial implica- implications of that are very real. But it, it, but it's also just the '90s, the time. Um, I was always. Um, interested in like it's the same just like when we talk about Incredible Moses Leroy or I'm just like yeah but what else do we got like there's more than just this what else yeah yeah and I mean I think even like you know I obviously can't speak to a racial element as like a white person but I think even to your point of like it being the 90s like we didn't no one knew what like other jobs there were like I could not have imagined the career I'm in or the job I'm in because it didn't exist you know so like it is to your point like that's e you wrote e i just kind of slowly fell into e when it became a thing that existed (laughs) it's very it's so bizarre how we all survived in the 90s and i look back at that time (laughs) so with so much fondness i miss same i feel like people were blockbuster was trending the other day and like people were like talking about how much they missed blockbuster and like i worked in comic book store and a video store in the 90s and like that shit was the best (laughs) um but it was also because and i can see like for me like i like one of the relationships i had with the video store owner was like you know everybody's choosing like the pop movie but like Tarek, here's that thing that I pulled out from the crate for you. Like nobody knows about this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, great. I'm gonna love it. Um, but I feel like to that, like I think that's something I miss about the '90s is almost the opposite of what you're saying. Is that like it felt like there was an attainable amount of pop culture to consume. Oh, absolutely. And so like ah, it was yeah. a little bit like when you found that gem, you're like, oh my god, there's something I don't know about. Whereas now I'm like. There's so many things I can't even I can't even listen to all my podcasts like I there's too much TV I can't keep up but like in the 90s I was like well what's on the three channels like you know no totally and that- <laughs> there is something nice about that I will say that I do I mean someone got me a Roku very nice gift yeah and before, I've only had rabbit ears for like oh my god wow you're staying in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Um, you, you were in the valley with yeah. I'm in the valley. Like, listen, that was the other, like, I chose E. Like, yeah, you're going, like, have like, you guys heard of Game of Thrones? <laughs> I lived it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking at all these choices now, options I have, and it's, some of it's delightful, but it's just a lot of, some of it is also just a lot of yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we got to be honest about it. Like, I'm like, Bruce Willis, why did you make this movie? (laughs) Like, yeah, I think the barrier, like, I think it's great that like the barrier to entry for creating content, be it music, be it movies, whatever, is lower. But like, I feel like it maybe needs to be a little higher than it is. Just a little. It's weird. Well, it's, it's, there's no in between, right? Like, I was watching, I was watching like uh, Throw Mama from the Train the other day. I don't know if you've seen it. It doesn't matter if you have. Okay. It'll probably change your life, though. It's okay. a very... When it came out, like, it came and went. Okay. It's a very good movie. And it goes back to what we're talking about in terms of this album of, like, there's a lot of effort in it. Yep. The director, the cinematographer, they are trying to replicate a lot of the effects from a Hitchcock film. And they're doing it. But it's in this film that has Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. And, like, ah, it's like... You know, at the time, it was like, what is this small throwaway film? And it's yeah. such a well-made 
film. And it's well, like, and they're all like Billy Crystal and Danny Glover. I mean, and, um, not Danny Glover, Danny DeVito. Although that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, you can't forget they're also amazing actors. Like, mm-hmm. they are amazing actors. And with the combination of both, I'm like, oh, this is a dope film. And now things are so kind of by the numbers. Yeah. Hmm. That bad is really bad because no one's putting in effort. They're like filling in. Like it's, you don't see films often. Most films are filling some kind of quota. So it's a bad right. film. It was like someone's insurance is being like paid because they had to make this other film. Yeah. Yep. It's very hard to see a film that's not like a big prestige film with actors you know. It was like, whoa, this is a whole film that was intentional and every scene was thought out and there aren't a lot of hands in the cookie jar. And I feel the same has, thing think, with music. Has Busta in, been in the 90s that I'm sorry, has oh, Busta been on this album okay. yet until now? Or is this part no. just standing out a lot to me? Okay, this is his first. This okay. is Busta. Okay. Out with, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All good. That's okay. Uh, yeah, that is that is Busta right there. I, I think like that that idea you're talking about in the '90s, like when you would find that special off the beaten path yeah. album or movie or whatever. I think maybe now the modern equivalent is just like going through all the dross and finding the one good thing that was made that year or it finally emerging yeah absolutely or or even just like finding an artist before they like break or like i don't know i mean i don't the music i listen to tends to stay small let's be real but like you know just like finding that little niche thing somehow you know where it's not you know pitchfork or whatever yeah my hope is that whether it be music or film, like I'm a film head more than I am a music head, but mm-hmm. um, as these things do become more accessible and you do see like, oh, this is a very cookie cutter, bad film or bad music, yeah. that as the tools become cheaper and more accessible, that that will somehow open up like, all right, well, it's if it's, all it is that I have to just put in the time to make something that I really want to make, I'll do that. Yeah, and I mean, I do think I was obviously being facet- like a little facetious with my previous comment about like let the bar be higher because I do think there is something to the fact that anyone can create something now, and that's incredible. You know, like especially you know like filmmaking. You know, like that has right. been a very like gate kept world. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's very hard to get into. There's so many barriers to entry, and it's like now they're a lot lower you know and it's like someone who actually has skill and talent can just make something but there is like to your point i feel like we're in a weird ground where it's like people are just spitting shit out because netflix needs a bunch of more content and i do feel like it's gotta level out somewhere where it's like we're getting that like middle ground of like great like truly independent stuff or i don't know i feel like that's kind of what i'm missing right now and maybe it's happening and i just am not aware of it but i feel like that's a little bit of what i'm missing right now i'm sure there is i think what it 
And I don't, I have no idea what the time constraints on this podcast are. I've just kind of been rambling talking about music. We have, we have three more songs and then we generally wrap it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I think what it, uh, like with this album, you have to pay attention to this album. Yep. Um, our attention spans are a lot shorter because of yeah. social media yeah. and. Yep. So, and I, I realized with some music or with a lot of music and with film as well in television shows, I'm like, oh, for like, to use film as an analogy, I'm like, oh, this film was just made for the trailer. Yeah. You had like right. a few yeah. scenes for the trailer and then like you had to fill the rest in. And, you know, sometimes it'll get tone right, but there's no substance. Yeah. Um, because you weren't making a whole film, you were making a trailer that has that like, that sound like, boom, like, cool yeah, shots, yeah, cool shots, so we can get that boom. Like everyone, every yeah. film has that that sound yeah. in it now. And with music, I feel like it's a oh, you got that hook, um, right? And I mean, especially with TikTok right now, because for TikTok songs, that's all it needs is that hook. All it needs and is that, that hook. That'll be a number one song. Yeah, if right. I can, if someone can make a ten second dance out of it, yeah, or lip sync to it for ten seconds. Yep, and golden. That is a hard audience to try to make something where like all the stuff I realize that I make. It's like, yeah, now you got to sit down. <laughs> yeah. Turn everything off. Sit down and pay attention. Like, yeah, you're like TikTok is not your medium. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you looking at your phone when you're when you're looking yeah. at this. You you will miss everything. Yeah, and that's just not how people process information anymore. And I don't know. I'm and I'm on the fence now. I'm like, do we fight that, or is there? Uh, I I don't know what the E is. I don't know what the right the other choice is right now. But I know like everyone is kind of complaining about like, I want something better, and I'm like, well, we may have to like be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We may have to rise yeah. up. To, we gotta earn yeah. it. As as somebody who spent his quarantine te- most of his quarantine writing a text adventure game about William Shakespeare, uh, oh wow! Sometimes you gotta just go for it and let let, let the people sit down and hope they find a it. text adventure game <laughs> with William Shakespeare. Good on yep. you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That's what I'm talking about. We gotta raise yep. we gotta raise the bar on ourselves. Um, you know. I feel like everything this year, if that is, if there's a lesson, that's it. I'm hoping that we get a bunch of quarantine projects revealed. I made a, I made a in, whole a ass webcomic. That was my quarantine project. I, you've been posting on Instagram. Those. Yeah. Um, trying to publish it now into a book, but that was like my, I needed to sit down, quiet my mind. Because this year was terrifying. Yeah, I took up pottery. Very, very I understand. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Like, yeah. And so I, I kind of hope that I don't, I don't know if I, I hope that we slow down a little bit. Um, I know nature will force us to. I hope we have to. We see it before nature steps in because nature's got a heavy hand. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Got that real. I mean, I am like, I, I talk about this a lot in the context of my job, just like doing production work of like seeing what things stay 
from COVID times. Like, what are, what elements of this are we going to keep? Um, but I'm I'm also genuinely so curious in real life, and I'm hoping that in real life, it's the slower pace. The like, especially for me, I I would go, I would work a bajillion hours, then go to a show five nights a week. You know, just like boom, 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 boom like so many things, and I'm like was not sustainable <laughs> like was always traveling and so i think for me it's like i need to keep that and so i'm hoping that like this pause that it put on people like helps everyone's mental health <laughs> well I, I think it gives like so you talk about that my, my girlfriend she's gone like through a similar thing of like you know yeah. she's a dancer choreographer and also and then is, does that also on the administrative side and like realizing like oh the, and like me we were all on yeah. the grind like we were all just like moving and grinding it out and saying no to stuff oh, it's one of the best feelings it's like say no to something <laughs> you really don't want to do it because when you say yes it's like oh cool like this for instance like I've met two delightful people Ramsey, <laughs> Heather talking about growing up and, and listening to like a dope album this was a nice yes yeah. um thank you for that yes, yes. <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> oh, thank you thank yeah. you but there's some other yeses where i'm just like i don't know yeah this is, and so and then, and if i feel that i'm like all right well this yeah. is a no um and like there's no hard feelings i don't hate you it's just Wow, you you really honestly kind of tied that up with a bow right there for the end of this album <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, However, God, it's not the end. Oh, lyrics to go. You got lyrics to go, and then you got uh, a. <laughs> okay, it was just three. leading us into the end of the album. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like these are like the two bonus I, tracks. Remember, albums did that. Uh, yes, it, we we've talked a lot about in the streaming age how a lot of these albums at this time have been completely like the tone. It's completely shifted when the secret tracks aren't secret. They're just there now. Right, right, right. There. What? Also, I figured, sorry, everyone, I figured out why my doorbell was ringing. It was a political canvasser, so now uh-huh. I am not voting for their candidate. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Depends on who it was. <laughs> You'll do I your mean, research. It could have been Maya Wiley herself. I mean, it. I don't know. I, don't know who I live in Sunset Park, so it was probably a city city council person. Ah, okay. it was a canvasser for the person I'm already voting for. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, you're good. You're good. So I had a couple parents who hated every piece of music I brought I'm home. Sorry, I'm just really? dying. I had a couple parents. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm going my other parents. I'm over you too. Did did any of you? They less, or, uh, sorry, try. Uh, did they break through with your folks at all? Tribe didn't break through with my parents. Um, my mom was always indifferent. Like my mom, I think my mom has a more eclectic taste than my dad. Uh, my dad, 
would say he's like he was like not a fan of rap, but he had rappers that he was a huge fan of. Like he really liked hmm. Kumo D. He really liked um loved MC Hammer. He loved Same. Like, Yeah, I mean and who what's so not to love about MC Hammer? Fun fact about MC Hammer, and I gotta let everybody um if you've never listened to uh, I don't know if it's um, Method Man when he's on Talib Kweli's podcast, uh, People's Party, but or Red Man, but no, it was Red Man talking about MC Hammer was known and is known as like a hard man. He was known in the, in the rap game as like, yeah, you don't mess with MC Hammer. I have kind Not. of heard this because that, and then it's like it was so contradictory because then he kind of wrote like rap the kids liked basically yeah he was uh, adam's family song yeah, yeah. And, like you know he's from the bay and like one you just don't mess with anybody from the bay i like realized <laughs> like bay cats are just different cats but um <laughs> yeah he's like mc hammer was about that business and then he was like about that business like this is how i make money if you see something <laughs> wrong it's hammer time <laughs> <laughs> it is it is funny though that that is. Um, I was just listening to a podcast uh, with the band Jawbreaker. It was like a mm. '90s punk band, and they are from LA. But they were specifically talking about they like are associated with like the um, like the Bay like punk scene. But they were talking in the podcast about how like they went to that scene from LA, and they were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like they, they were like, "We don't accept you," and they were just like too hard for them. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So I feel like it's a universal truth, to, regardless of scene. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What it? What would you? What do you think is your favorite song on this album? I feel like that's a pretty basic question. I forgot to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not basic at all. Um. So reprise. Yeah, this is a reprise. Uh. I think Oh My God was the one that made me stand at attention just because of Buster's verse. Yeah. And I remember seeing the video and like... Hmm. Oh, and we kind of talked through it, but I did 1,000% know Electric Relaxation. Yeah. Hmm. Like, definitely. Yeah, you know that track. Oh, that's uh, It's probably Oh My God. Oh My God is probably my favorite track. Well, it is funny because just like listening to this through, like, you know, I knew that one, but Oh My God is the one that definitely stuck out the meat to me the most as well. Just like on this, it's granted, not super uh, focused listen. <laughs> yeah. For me, Buster is the, the, the ingredient. I love Tribe. I love the songs, but Buster always is like, oh, that's the ingredient that like I really want in this dish. He's just. Buster's one of my favorite rappers ever. It, it was the audio equivalent of him kicking the door open. Yeah, and that's how he—that's how he comes through. It's, it's no matter what he does, that's his—that's his energy, and I love it. Hmm. My style's a milk man. You think that I was breastfed? <laughs> what would you say? So, wait, I think I already asked you this. This is your favorite Tribe album, right? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, I, I alluded to where it's hard. It's between this and their last. It's, 
Okay, right, right, right. They are in conversation. I mean, that is an interesting dichotomy to like the albums that are Mm. almost 20 years apart. Yeah. Yeah. That That, that last album was incredible. What would you... Do you have other favorite projects that the members of this band worked on? I mean, I liked Q-Tip's Vibrant Thing. It's such a vibrant thing. Like, when Q-Tip broke out on his own, I... I, you know, Tribe hits me in these like weird moments. Uh, I bought that album when it was when the Virgin Mega Store was still at Union Square. Yeah. And I just, I think I was, I got to figure, what year was that when that came out? I either was just coming back into the States or I was like in between. And um, that that track hit me, and I was like, "Oh, Q-Tip's doing something new. Is hip hop about to do something new? Is hip hop about to graduate into some kind of new sound?" And of course, that's music always does that. But I remember hearing that, and I was like, "I dug it. I loved." He was trying something new, and I remember people were like, "What is this?" And I was like, "He's he's 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 rapping without a shirt." He's got, <laughs> he's got muscles. He's been working out. He's happy about himself. Let him be. Yeah, Amplified was twenty. Or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety nine. Wait, what? <laughs> Vibrant thing was ninety nine. No, wait. I'm sorry. Amplified was ninety nine. I misheard you. Oh, here we go. I'm googling the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> wait. You am might I be crazy? Right. You might be right. No, yeah, ninety nine. Wow. Then I was listening to music. My, I still I'm misheard like, you, but I was right. <laughs> you're right, but I feel like I, I'm wrong, and I don't know why. I'm. Uh, I really <laughs> miss must be Doctor Manhattan right now. I'm in a different space. Here time. we go. Um. <laughs> Because I remember into- getting that at the Virgin Megastore, but I feel like I was still in Europe at the time. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Um, but 99 makes a lot of sense. 99 makes all the sense in the world, and that's when he did that. <laughs> and, um, fuck. <laughs> I mean, time's fake. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it must have been something else. There was. It must have been another Q-Tip album that I got, and... Uh, Specifically at the Virgin Megastore in Union Square. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's trying something new. We'll check if he had a shirt on or not. I mean, he didn't have a shirt on in the cover of that one, so... Okay. Your brain, your brain's doing a thing, but I yeah, don't know Yeah, I'm why. really <laughs> lost right now. <laughs> it's really bothering me. I'm trying to figure out what it was, what it is, but anyway. I don't know. Um, that was the whole album. That's the whole album. It's a dope album. I would, like, I definitely will have to go back to listen to it, like, while not talking over it. (laughs) But I do feel like, I do see what you mean about it being, like, a different vibe from all the other things you were describing from that time, which I do like, for sure. Yeah. Everything's valid. Like, (laughs) people People making stuff, stuff like, like, (laughs) it's all valid, because someone made it. Right. Um, Right. Like, that's... But this was the thing that like I rocked with. It was yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is this is what I rock with. 
and um and yeah tribe were just a great group they always just felt like family I love that. Yeah, we're very pro liking what you like on this podcast. So it doesn't mean Absolutely. you have to not like something else. Just like what you like. <laughs> like what you like. Like, I don't really believe so much in guilty pleasures. You just like it. Right. It's just fine. like it. Just like, yeah, I don't believe it's not a good. It's just the thing that I rock with. Imagine yeah. how good the world would like cool and chill. Everybody could be if it was just like, yo, just like what you like. No, I love punk and I love sync. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. Um, Justin Timberlake, he's in sync, right? That was yeah. that was the Justin Timberlake yep. group. Yeah. 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 Um, Loved that it. Was another CD my dad had. I was probably allowed to listen. to that. <laughs> Okay, your pop had in sync. Your dad's taste. I have some more questions about your dad's tastes. I think to some degree it was the Columbia Music House. I got to get 10 this month. I understand that. My dad loved... So, like, I have... So, it was my dad and then my dad had a bunch of brothers and my uncles who would, like, come over frequent and, like, I had an uncle who was, like, a huge Prince fan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and funk band. Uh, like, he, had, he knew every funk band. And him and my dad would listen to that together and it was, like, it was, like, my dad coupled with, like, certain uncles and, like, um, but sometimes my dad alone would just be like, be in the basement rocking to Huey Lewis and the news. So, <laughs> all right. All right, Pop. Yeah. There was a lot of Huey Lewis in the news in my house. My dad liked that one. Come on. That's yeah, the yeah. power of love. Look, they're, they're, they're a good band. Like That's, that's probably the, what I was listening yeah. to in 1993, to be clear, was still right. Huey Lewis in the news. We can if it's a good song. It's a good. It's a song. good song. You can try to like make fun of them, but they were a good band. Yeah. Um, Another one of those I really didn't like as a kid, but came around to. Steely Dan. I think that means I'm old now, but they're good songs. Nothing wrong with Steely Dan. I Steely can't Dan fight is, it. Mm-hmm. Is fu- I love fucking Steely Dan. I can't fight it anymore. Yeah. I have to yeah. agree that my dad was right. Hits. <laughs> it's hits. <laughs> um. Well. Thank you so much this for doing was this. so great. <laughs> yes, thank Good you. Ball. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug or say where people can find you on the internet? I mean, you can find me every Friday at 9 on Peacock on the Amber Ruffin Show. Uh, introducing Amber Ruffin and being a sidekick and having a Is ball. that why you had to get a Roku? <laughs> Can't even watch your own shows. <laughs> you know, I, I only put that together just now. Um, and I realized like oh it was my manager who bought me Moroku maybe that (laughs) and I was like oh this is a very sweet gift oh I need to oh so that's very funny Um, but yeah uh, you can catch me uh, on the Amber Ruffin show uh, Fridays at 9pm on Peacock channel Um, there will be a uh well, uh, I, I, the the organization Freestyle of Supreme is also developing a podcast that will be coming up in the future. So keep eye out Very for exciting. that, and I will be hosting that. And so, but yeah, out here I'm just out here. You can catch me on Instagrams and Twitters. Perfect, uh, Heather. Ramsey. How about you? Oh, I got you first. Uh, at Heather Shea, S H A E. You can find all my things there. How about you, Ramsey? You can find me at Ramsey E S S. You can find the podcast 
at right. ifyourelistening.com. You can find all our socials there. Uh, and please join us on Patreon now if you feel like yeah. it. Patreon.com slash if you're listening. And don't give us a review on iTunes. I'm gi- I'm using reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that's it then. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.